0: Everybody, we are back. Welcome back to another episode of More Than the Title. I'm your host as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. Yep. And I got my brother, my brethren, you know, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO, Chattyo. What's good, baby?
1: We in the building. You already know the model. If it ain't bright, it just ain't right, baby. Well, you got the black,
0: black. one. I look, navy black. blue or black, I can't no, that's tell. That's navy
1: blue, baby. That's navy blue.
0: I right, just making sure you staying true blue to form. Blue. That's all. And you know navy me, guys. Blue. I am, I am branding. He is not branding, and he designs right. the merch. He does not brand the outfits. I, I don't understand. I, I am branding. I'm pastel chatty, baby. Not a, a team player.
2: Not a team player. Ben, tell him. I'm trying to tell him, He's man. Not but... a team player. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> I, I'm, I, 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 listen, they don't need anything. I'm like
0: a Lori, I'm wearing a Louis Vuitton. No, we got we gotta get you some merch, we to get you some merch. No, you, some say merch.
1: You, get, you say you wearing Lori, Lori Vuitton?
2: No, Lori Vuitton. Yes, that's Lori.
1: <laughs> oh, <Lori, Lori, Lori. laughs> the Louis. flashing the labels on <laughs> flashing the labels on
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, y'all, you know, we got a great episode lined up for y'all, man. Before it. we begin, man, straight, let's start off with giving you guys the love, man. Shout out to our supporters, our followers, our listeners. Thanks to you guys, we are growing and glowing every week across every platform from YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram. So we appreciate the love, the outreach, the comments. This is all possible because of you guys. And yep. if you want more content like more than a title, please make sure you down the live podcast network app. If you want more content like more than a title, please shout out to Angel and the entire team over there. And and let's get to it. And also, shout out to our our production partners, man. Shout out to Real Block Pictures, Dave, Clyde, John. What up, my guys, man? We're going to give y'all more looks. We got a few in-person scheduled, man. So we're going to give y'all different looks, man. So I'm looking forward to it. What up? We We working, baby. We working, man. But this this is an exciting episode, man. This brother I've met on LinkedIn, man. We've been in contact for a a while. And, man, that's one person, man, he's been following. He's been supporting us. He's like, man, where are we going to get on the show? I need to get up there. And we finally made it happen, man. But this brother has 12 years of experience in senior technical roles and online gambling. Affiliate and marketing companies. His expertise includes media buying, performance web, and mobile marketing. He oversaw the marketing strategy, has managed sport book and casino marketing campaigns with budgets over a million dollars for operators such as William Hill, GVC, Bet365, Golden Nugget, and many more. He's also the co-founder of Media Troopers and the founder of iGaming. Let's introduce Benjamin Truman. Man, what's going on, brother?
1: Hold on, good, hold it's
0: good. On, it's hold
1: good on, hold on, good man. to be hold here, on. man. You snuck, <laughs> man. Oh, Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Well, I was about to whoa. That's
1: a pause before you even get started. <laughs> I, you you brought up the gambling shit and all that. That's why y'all connected so heavy, because you like the casino and he do the gambling. Listen, to get the inside listen,
2: we're going to talk all about casinos, and after that, you'll never want to step into another casino after this hour. <laughs> oh, Trust you, me, I will there's talk there's- you off the casino. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I right. go to the casino myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I play the craps tables. So let's have a let's have a responsible gaming message at the beginning of this broadcast. If you cannot gamble, <laughs> do not gamble. Let's okay, start. we'll just start there. But Harry I can is gamble.
1: The blackjack, king. No, Isn't
2: it
0: roulette and blackjack the best it's, odds in the in in no, casino floor? No,
2: no. The right, best odds me. in the casino floor are craps. And I mean, that's what I play
0: the dice, the dice
2: game. That's why you could play with the house. You it's bet the, the don't game. pass bar, the don't come bar, you bet the seven. You could play with the house, it's a good game, but you could lose a lot of money, you can win a lot of money. That's I, it.
1: I'm just gonna tell you something right now. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I've seen Jared do some amazing things on blackjack that I never even thought possible. We, we can't and talk about that stuff in public. And I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you this I'm gonna tell the story. He broke the casino and made the dealer so mad that she quit. (laughs) Got up and walked away from the table, brought in another dealer that was supposed to be like the the pit boss or something, I guess, was supposed to intimidate him. And then he did her even worse. I've never seen it done. Yeah, and And
2: then you know what happens. They come up to you and they go, sir. I'll give you a free room upstairs. What do you need? And then <laughs> yeah. by the time you leave, you yeah, give no. them all their money back. Okay. Yes, we. That's the ending of the story. You don't want to tell, right? That's the
0: Sam Rossi so model. I,
2: I, I took my. I. I have two young kids. And I took them into a casino once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say this in public. And my my daughter, she she's old enough to understand what I do, and I'm, I i do not hide it from her. I'm very open and honest. Mm-hmm. And I said, you you know why the lights are on. I said because people like to gamble, and they pay for the lights to be on. They also pay for you to sit in the class that you sit in and go to Singapore and Bali. So just remember that when you're gambling. So yeah, it's um, I've been man gambling my whole life.
1: Okay. I I, 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 uh, I don't. I don't. You know, I wanna um, I just wanna real quick because he introduced you, and normally, you know, we let the introduction. Um we let the introductions ride out a little bit.
2: Yeah. You know I mean? But right. I had
1: to ju- I had to jump in with the gambling things, but we already got a comment already to say, not the kids. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, the yeah. Kids. Listen, you gotta <laughs> teach them young. You gotta teach them young what goes on not in the business. The okay.
1: But, um, we do we they I gotta learn. I definitely but, so I, it,
2: it's fun. great. It's great, but but uh i uh, it continue now, now Jared. No, right. no, no, no. I was, just, I was
1: just saying. I was just saying. Um, <laughs> what, I was, what I was just saying was. You know, I, I, I cut Jared off with, with the flowers. We we definitely want to make sure you get your flowers. Um, you definitely no
2: no I'll, I'll give I'll throughout go. the show, don't worry.
1: No, 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 but we don't we worry. we still but this is our, our, our ritual. Okay, go and we want no no, he came to it, and we just want to make right. sure that you know we acknowledge the fact that you have been doing your thing for a long time. Oh, yeah, you are you are you know paving the way and making strides out there. So we just want to congratulate you on all the hard work oh yeah, are, I
2: you know, I, I, I appreciate that. And and uh I think as you hear the story. Yeah, it becomes even more of a holy like geez, like kind of I've been following you guys. You guys started out, took a risk. Yeah, you know, maybe it doesn't work, maybe it does, but you obviously have speed bumps.
1: Yeah, you know, you obviously have times
2: you have times when you sit there and you're like, What the bleep am I doing? (laughs) Like, and it's it's two o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep. And trust me, even as you get successful, you continue to have those. More money, more problems.
1: Yeah, it's just the truth. So, well, let's, you know, let's look. Let's start at the beginning. Let's take let's take it back. Since you know, you said so, you got a story. Let's let's start at so, the beginning.
2: So, so I'll, I'll give you guys the the longer than normal story. I do. Hmm. I'm originally from outside Washington D.C. in Maryland. I grew up a lifelong sports fan. If we were doing this in my office, which let's not talk about my background. If we were doing this in my office, I got I got Way jerseys. I got. I got Cal Ripken on the wall. I got Dan Marino. I got, you know, uh, Ray Lewis. I got all these guys on the wall in the office, but I'm doing this from a hotel. Um, I, I was there, and then I went to West Virginia, and I got to enjoy the glory years. You know, this mm. is when West Virginia was good, and and they decided to travel overseas. We won't talk about to where. You'll figure it out through my talking, but uh needed a job. And a friend of mine said, like this is 2005, said, I was playing professional poker. We were surviving. It's a lifelong friend of mine and, and I needed a job. And this guy said, here, ha, have a job, you know, have a, hey, hey, take this job. And I started in the gambling industry, 2005. There were no wow. Americans.
1: Okay, wow.
2: illegal in America, but I was a kid. I was like 22 years old mm. and I worked this job, that job all over, all over town worked for all kinds of different companies, public, not, I grew up in what's considered the second Silicon Valley. So you have Silicon mm. Valley, and then somewhere in the Middle East, there's another Silicon Valley where Waze came out of, and these places, it's a big startup hub. Wow. I
1: thought that was San Francisco now. I no, no, that's
0: it Silicon, like, but he's saying there's another one in the Middle no, East. There's, there's another one, one in the investment. Middle East.
1: California. But the original one was California. Oh, yes. Silicon, yeah. Lower so, yeah. down. Right, right.
0: So
2: in this part of the world and in, in that part of the world, this is the Silicon Valley and it's not hard to figure out which one it is. Yeah. Um, okay. And in about five years ago, I was at a job. I was working for a technology marketing agency and I decided to leave. It's like six years ago. What had happened is I got an SMS. I got an alert on my phone from ESPN and said, PAPSA has been repealed. I said, I know what I'm going to do. Sports betting is going to be legal in the U.S. Right? I'm going to go back to working, and I'm going to build my own agency. Wow! Now I had hundred thousand dollars in my name, and uh, all in. My wife said, "Fine." Last time, last time you could do this. Here you go, and uh, we we started in the U.S. We're a marketing agency. What we did, what we what they do. Um, is they do social media. Mm-hmm. They do PPC. They do display marketing and all this stuff. And me, along with uh, my partner who's brilliant, who's the CEO of the company, Sam, you know, we built this thing from two guys, literally in office in, in this country. And then about, I don't know, right during COVID, maybe... Mm-hmm. 2021 20 we had the super bowl
1: mm.
2: and we just boom exploded <sighs> like i had never you know you i dreamed about numbers like this and what we do is we're advertising for the sports book so if you're bet if you're bet mgm we're, we're taking your ads and then we have our own placements and that's kind of you know, what yeah, and we do social media, so we're, we work with all the big social media companies, creating content and doing all this, but different content than you guys do. More okay. content that's along branded advertising. Yeah. So we work with with basically everybody in the market today, Media Troopers, and uh, sadly, sadly, my my time had faded away at Media Troopers, and I've left now. But you know, it's it's a company that I'm still is still in my heart today, and they're leading the market as one of the biggest private companies, wow. uh, 70 people, three countries. Uh, my business partner does an amazing job running it. And and we. I've been in this gambling industry forever, man. You know, mm. I can. It, it's just everybody gambles.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? As you're and, saying that, Ben, can I ask you a question? As you're saying yeah. that you, you came back to the U.S. once the law was passed. So you knew that it was coming down the pipe, right? You know that gambling is going to open up. So what was step number one to build those relationships with the sports books?
2: So, so throughout all these years in the business, you cross paths with people in a small industry. Yeah. You guys experience it in your industry. You go, I see you out there in other places. You go there, you yeah. see people, all that stuff. And you meet people. And what I tell everybody, not everybody will agree with this statement and teach their own. Okay. I'll say mm-hmm. a lot of things that you might disagree with. I don't care. <laughs> If you help somebody else out, one day you're going to need their help. So what's it hurt you to take five or 10 minutes? And I say talk to everybody. So, you know, through myself and my business partner, we've built relationships over 15, 20 years. Where we're able to call, you know, heads of big companies, Fortune 500 companies and CEOs and be like, you know, and have a dinner with them. Go, you know, and do this. But those yep. relationships aren't built in, and this is different than Europe. Those yep. relationships take years.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. If you're
2: new in any of this, you better have some longevity and understand that it will take you
0: years for people to trust what you can do.
1: Message.
0: It's a message. It <laughs> has a message moment. Yeah.
1: You know, I, yeah. uh, I'm a little confused though, Ben. I, I'm. You gotta so we gotta step back a minute. First thing, you had a hundred thousand dollars, you wanted to start the company. Your wife said this is the last time, which means your ass is done. You've tried this before. Oh, I've back to another thing. Tried this, yeah,
2: before, yeah.
1: Right? this wasn't then. I had I had an
2: online casino at one point. I had other marketing agencies, I had invested in the stock. I never did crypto. I had invested in the stock market. Um and always like good positions, good jobs, but never like, I wanna do this on my own. And here's my shot. And everybody else was saying, you're crazy, don't do it. Why would you do something like this? And I said, no, 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 I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna take a risk. And the risk paid off, you know, what can you say? So uh, I'd done a lot of things in the past that just, yeah. You know, I tell you, I was young. My failure, I tell, I when, when I'm speaking to investors, or or other people, bankers and people like this. I say my failures are better than my successes. Absolutely. Or failures t- taught me what not to do.
1: Absolutely. That's,
0: that's,
1: why, that's why that's why I had to backtrack because I couldn't let you get past that. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, the first time you try something, you're probably gonna fail at it because you don't know what it is, whether entrepreneurship, whether you stay with it, you know. Uh, for the long-term and get better at it as you keep failing and then learning from those mistakes. So that's why we had to go back to let the people know that yeah. this wasn't your first business. You actually tried something else and it didn't work out. And you learned from that.
0: You and those better. failures propelled you to be successful. I mean, oh yeah.
2: It, was- it took like 10 years and then yeah. I was making yeah. a nice side income. And then that side income became a job when I decided mm. to take, take the jump. Yeah. And, uh, listen, it, it's, uh, Sports and casino is a great business, is incredibly tough business. And those are, you know, these relationships
0: are the way you survive. Absolutely. But how how do you because we ask a lot of people this, too. Right. So we have a lot of people. We have a lot of relationships as well. Right. How do you go about the maintaining of the relationship? And how do you know what to ask? Because in some relationships, you only get one. You only get
2: one. Always remember that. But it's Mm. also like, look, I travel a lot. You guys didn't ask me where I live. I live in Malta. Let's play a little game which I mean, one of you two knows where
0: malta is i have no clue and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait go, go to google where's my production team D- dave text me
1: a, <laughs> small little island uh off the i think it's south, over, uh,
2: south of sicily so I'm, I'm yeah, that's like,
1: Italy, <laughs> yeah that's in that area you know so so it's a small right. it's a small, little, small little island
2: I, yeah i have about half a million people right and um it's 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 a great little place to live yeah uh it's so safe man yeah. you know compared to coming from from the US I've lived in other places in the world I' I haven't lived back in the US since I was 20, 22 so wow. I've traveled the world and uh, it's a great little island but mm-hmm. um you know how do you keep these relationships going? I travel regularly and whenever I'm somewhere I'm always I always try to set like quarterly meetings with people. You know, if I'm going to be no. in the same place, I want to meet people off off site. You know, There's a lot of conferences. You want to meet people. Sometimes you even got to go there when there's nothing going on. You just need to go say hi.
0: There you go. Yeah, there Production. you go. There goes David. David on the pro- hey. real yeah, block in the go. building, man. Is, hey. Is, is, hey. Listen,
2: you come to Malta for two days, go to Sicily and Italy, the rest. Anyway, you have to continuously talk to those people. And you know, yeah, you get one, but you'd be surprised how many relationships can be built over years. And then something comes up to where it's a mutual beneficial to both parties.
1: That's it. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I, I, go ahead. I just, I, you know, I, a lot of times I tell people lunch, coffee, dinner. That's when you really get to know somebody.
1: Yep.
0: Relationships are currency. I say it all, oh, we say it all the time on the show.
1: I got a, I got a question for you, uh, Ben, because, um, you moved around a lot and we talked about you doing business, but I'm, I'm curious about your education because like gambling is not really like a, a major. Oh course. man.
2: Take I, to college. What did I, you do in school? Did you go to college? I am a, I am a black sheep. Okay. okay? Mm. I, I was your prototypical black sheep. I come from a very well-educated family. Okay. Uh, doctors, you know, not people, people who have their doctorate, yeah. um, very high ranking people in government. Uh, education universities places like that I think six of my siblings are educators
1: and all of them it's with nice. their
2: masters or more and uh I, I I left I was the youngest I left I said I'm out of here peace <laughs> and um I studied at West Virginia which is about four hour drive and this is the crazy thing and this is why I tell everybody college is so overrated I say white-collar crime. Right. I say forensics accounting. That was what, what, in criminology, So my degree is. The only thing university teaches you outside of connections, and I didn't go to university for connections. I went to pardon. Uh, I was not a good student. Mm. Terrible student. So when anybody ever says to you, like, grades matter, they do matter. You do need to go to university and learn critical thinking and you know, so much of what you guys probably experience in it myself it is just problem solving on a day-to-day level in business. Yep. I mean, look, you can either be in the box or out of the box. I'm out of the box. Okay. Most people are in the box. I look at something, I say it's a wall, but you can always jump over it. And uh, my education just taught me that, man. Otherwise, it was a waste of money. Actually, it was an enjoyable four and a half years. Don't get me wrong. I stayed the last last year. We were supposed—I'll tell you a, a terrible story. <laughs> in two thousand, God, four—I want to say four. Pat White and Steve Slade were killing the country. Hmm. We're playing Pittsburgh in the backyard brawl. It is Thanksgiving night. It is thirty degrees outside. 25 it is snowing Hmm. if we win we go to the national title game nice Hmm. orleans amazing i bought the tickets i got the hotel room i'm a 20 year old graduate student and they lost nine (sighs) to seven
1: number two in the nation
2: Ah. i definitely didn't go to school for education
0: Oh, that um, birds. <laughs> it's terrible.
2: But, but listen, I'm so used to it. I'm a Washington fan my whole life. Let's not talk about that, is, shit, is shit a subject. I'm a
0: Jets fan. Come oh. on, gang green. Since Neil O'Donnell and Vinny. <laughs> I got, I'm a Wizards fan. Okay, oh, no, that's worse. That. I'm you, sorry, bro.
1: <laughs> I know you wear glasses and stuff, um, so sometimes it's hard to you know tell your facial expressions. But when you wasted all that money and y'all lost 9 to 7, was your face like this? <laughs> I, I, oh, oh yes yes i was in the stands
2: with my hands on my head crying crying oh man after you, after oh, you go back that was the, that was the height of my my sports i wanted to be a fan and then i was never
1: now co- college is college is um is is dope for a couple of things one of the main things that college really really instills without you actually realizing it is time management it's one of the biggest lessons that college actually teaches you how to manage your time between going to class, studying, doing your, your, your work assignments and things of that nature. Okay. That's really one of the biggest um, things that college teaches you indirectly is actually time management along with, with the critical thinking. So, you know,
2: not not to go too far off track here, but, you know, college in, in the States is really in education, in, in life. You know, you, depending on where you are in the world, they have they have mandatory compensatory military service, yeah, and that's their education, and yep. and I mean we can have a long discussion about this, but I happen to say that think about this stat: I went to school with tons of thirty thousand people, seventy yep. percent of them failed out, seventy percent transferred, yep. Uh. 30% actually graduate. I think it's lower. I think it's like 23% actually graduate where they start university. Yeah. How many people go to university and just piss money away, yeah. you know? A lot. A like big it, it is it is the biggest it listen, Europe, just so you guys understand, this is hard to comprehend. It's free. Oops. Most universities are almost free. And trust me, the professors live very well, and they're fine. And it's almost free. So why, you know, I have discussions with people, you know, 30,000, 40,000. It's it's insane, man. So if you're going to be be a doctor or an accountant or something like that, it's great. Otherwise, go get professional experience. I got into university programs not because of my grades, but because of what I had actually done. I decided not not to, not do any of them, but I got into very prestigious universities based on just experience, not to do my grades. I was like 2.8, man. I barely graduated. So it doesn't matter. You (laughs) know, like I I, I always say that that I don't even know where my diploma is. I think my daughter broke it with like a, a, some toy Paw Patrol thing like two years ago.
0: Crazy. So you know, with something that you said too that stood out to me, man, is being the black sheep. Because we talk about this all the time. Like people go to college and then they end up blowing away the money they'll go for. We actually had a, a, a dude on a couple of weeks ago. I think he was going to be a, a physical education teacher. Then he he dropped out, ended up being a multi million dollar real estate investor. <laughs> has one of the biggest companies in the country. And you bet on yourself. And, and you said a, a couple other things that resonated with you. you. Said outside the box. That's the name of our company. That's one so I was like, and then we on the back of our, our merchandise, we got the bet on yourself, man. So you you basically embodied that, man. You bet on yourself, you went all in. Um, and then as the start of the business, man, what was what was one of the early challenges that you faced, man? Because once again, you said we are pivoting, you're figuring out as you go. What was the early challenge? Or what advice would man, you give All of other a sudden,
2: all of a sudden, we got hit by COVID. I remember uh, yeah. I was in Barcelona, I was supposed to go to Mobile World Congress mm-hmm. and they canceled it. But we already had tickets, and I had this amazing apartment and we ended up going it was right at the beginning of covid Uh uh-huh and then you come home and you say to yourself there's no sports what are you gonna advertise you got this young business i've just moved my family to malta okay like excuse my friends what the fuck am i gonna do and then i don't know if you guys know this people were fucking betting on marble racing (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) people were betting on ping pong uh you know watching watching uh you know whoever play fucking madden online dude they were gambling on everything but we had to make a decision as a business very quickly and what we did is we went back to our roots and we pivoted to to casino advertising It, it worked out well for us We have Mm. our licenses. Now, the thing you have to understand, Mm. the hardest barrier to entry into the market I work in is licensing.
0: Yeah, exactly. You go in
2: front of the regulator, and I tell people this, and guys, I come from the European side. You'll understand this. Europeans don't. Gambling's been around since the wild, wild west. Then it was the mob, and now it's whatever form it is today. But you're dealing with the toughest regulators. So... You know, we've been through serious regulation. We have the top licenses you can have as a marketing company. And it's hard and expensive. But that was also another business challenge that we, in decision we made. Licensing is very important to us. Yeah. You know, we had to have the the licenses to operate in the states we operate in, like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Um, And it's a high barrier of entry, which keeps people out. But Mm. that was our biggest challenge early on. You know, how do you do the licensing under... Under achieve value, I will go back to university. Okay, to give me one other thing, I understood documentation. I could mm-hmm. take the documentation and be like, "Why am I going to pay a lawyer thirty thousand dollars to fill this out?" Here's Basically. my first name. Here's my last name. Here's, you know, all my history. And but it's hard. It's and, and then you're with the FBI and you have to do fingerprints and this and that.
1: Wow, it's
2: a high barrier to entry. But that was another hurdle. But COVID, man, people were. They were betting on everything. And the numbers, if you look at the numbers for net gaming revenue in casinos, it just went. And Thank then you, you saw the sports state think now we're up to 38. You know, Florida is a question mark, but I think 34, 38. So you see like gambling just crisscrossing the country, which was, you know, we really enjoyed that, that kind of growth there with COVID, which was unexpected as a business look. I tell everybody, it's it's a lot of luck.
1: So it's pivot. really
2: difficult, but just right place, right time, and you gotta you gotta take risk.
0: That was a hell of a pivot. That was a hell of a pivot. But you also mentioned something too. Yeah, what yeah. what do you think the betting is going to be? How how is it going to transition into gaming? Into like you know, like you said, people betting on Madden. What do you what do you think the market for that is moving forward? It's
2: still a young market. You know, think about it, 18, 19, 20 year olds. Do we want them gambling? No. We don't want them gambling. Man, these the I'm I'm 20 I'm years old. Should you be gambling? No. I would give shit on some two
1: I'm gonna play devil's advocate in a minute. Just I'm um, just pay attention to what you're saying because I'm gonna no. use gambling.
2: No, 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 it's fine. It's We're fine.
1: Gambling against you, So go ahead. No, you no,
2: know? no, it's it's fine. Listen, you you're, you're talking about something where like the, the guys who would gamble on this, the women and men, and by the way, just so you understand, women make up a very large chunk of the population of gamblers. Please, okay. don't think this is a male-dominated de- thing. This crosses demographics, racial, religious. Everybody gambles. I mean, women, I think, make up 40% of the market, if not more, today. Okay? It's growing as they become more and more educated in sports betting. Um, we don't want those... Demographics gambling. You've seen a lot of companies in the past couple weeks shut down. I think uh Entain, who's the largest in the world, just shut down their esports business like oh. last week. Um, they bought it for like 18, 19 million, I think, maybe even more, and they shut it down. Oh. It's not a good business. It's not a esports is not a good business. Maybe in 10 years it will be, but it's hmm. not the NFL
1: guys. Come on. Well, I okay, so let's, let, me, let me jump in a little bit here. <clears throat> <clears throat> throat>
0: Wait, is he, you ready to part? Wait, hold on. I'm about yeah, to get my sound effect. I'm about to get my sound
1: effect. <laughs> I feel like you're going to start- do First of all, you <laughs> talk about we don't want 18, 19, and 20-year-olds gambling. That's exactly what society has you do every single day when you sign up for college, when you have – no absolute idea of what you want to do, where you want to go and the route to get there. That's gambling. Because the moment you get to college, you have no financial education, most people. Number two, the second thing they do is give you a credit card when you have, again, no financial education, no credit education on how to use the credit card. That's gambling already. You're gambling with your life already. You're gambling with your status. You're gambling with your credit. And then you end up getting a degree that you're a hundred thousand, whatever, eighty thousand dollars in debt, and then you go do something else. You gambled. So again, you went to college for four years, you learned something, put yourself in debt, not only for the school, but for credit card debt, and then you came out and did something else. If that's not gambling, then I don't know the definition No, of
2: the whole but listen, so, you cross the street when the when the lights right, red and right, you're gambling,
1: right? Uh, yeah, so well, that's so that's, that's gambling, something. you know what I mean? That's so that's number one. Um, and so people do that every day, but but you gotta understand, real simple and plain. The government allows that because the government makes money off of that. The government allows that because the government makes money off of that. Just like we being legal now, they didn't allow it because they wasn't taxing it. Now that they're getting their money from it, now it's all good. You understand? That's, it. <laughs> That's all it is. As long as they can get their PC Listen, from it, it's good.
2: You guys are in the New York area. You know this area well. hmm Just gonna tell you two things. One, you will have two land-based casino, three land-based casinos in New York City within the next two years, okay? Mm. That's number one. And number two, they like that green money so much, you'll probably have online casino as well, okay? Because that's where their money is. You got 34 states today. You'll have more states soon. Florida will get sorted, and gambling will be spread across the country. But at the same time, you can gamble all you want in college. Everybody will support that. But you gambling on the Monday night football game, that's not really supportive, like you know you can't really do that. We don't want that in the industry because it gives us a bad name. We we don't want those type of people.
0: We got it. We you
1: got
2: a,
0: We got a question. question from LinkedIn, wondering how the blockchain tech affected the gambling industry and what other emerging technology will have an
1: impact. There you go. Exactly. AI. 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 Yeah.
2: Guys, it's very simple. We've been doing AI for for ten years and it wasn't called AI. You know what it was called? It's called media buying. Yeah. Okay, you were simply, okay, you know, my click-through rates here, I'm going to adjust automatically 10% down on the CPC. And here's a, here's a keyword. It's been, man, we were already doing it. Okay, now you're talking predictive sure. analysis. Yeah. But we've been doing that for a while in the marketing industry. Here's the thing that shocks people the most. The American marketing and advertising technology space is 10 years behind Europe. Mm. And anybody that wants to debate that with me, I can list off the technology companies that aren't Apple and Google. Okay. They don't come from America that actually started somewhere else. But what happens is you start somewhere else and then you open up a nice U.S. entity in New York or Silicon Uh Valley and you all of a sudden become an American company. But if you look at their books, they're not American. Okay. I think the funniest thing of all this is that most technology startups actually don't even start there. If you guys can name Outside of America, which is in the top three, the other two countries you'll be shocked. And I bet you you can't. As far name as, the other as, far
0: two as tech investment,
2: T- tech startups, tech and startups. I would say, I would whatever. say India.
0: India one.
2: India is up there, but they're not in the top three. You want uh, China. One of them, China,
0: thing. Can
2: You name the third.
1: I'm saying. Uh, so I would bet India and
0: China. I would have bet those two. I'm not sure what the third. Israel. <laughs> ah. Actually, Israel. we just had, that's actually, yeah. That is a booming tech. We just had Shiro on talk about that it was a growing industry, yeah? Listen. Growing market there.
2: Media troop, you know, gambling and media troopers and a lot of these businesses started in Israel, okay? A lot of these online sp- industries like this started in Israel, and gambling's one of them, okay? Obviously, it spread to London, Gibraltar, and Macau, and, you know, in the online industry is much farther behind you know, think about Europe's been in online for thirty years. Hmm. Thirty years of online gambling. America, what New York's two guys? This is our second NFL season, full NFL season.
1: Something like that, yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, Japan, the the, the there's a if you if you study business and psychology, you see that in Japan, it's a different culture, different psyche. Like they it, remember out of the box, in the box, Japanese, and this isn't stereotypical it's just business they tend to do things a formulated and structured way mm. and and i heard somebody speak once he was an executive at google and he said he said why do you keep a development center r and center in tel aviv israel and one well, silicon valley So they're both very expensive and mm-hmm. he said because in israel in Silicon Valley, it's the only two places in the world you can give a box of crap and get something. They'll develop you something. You know, I think you, and that's that out-of-the-box thinking that you have in certain parts that you have to have to succeed. Not everything that you do, people will like, and not everything that you do will be right, but there's an old expression. You're going to fuck up 90% of the time. As long as 10% successful, you've done very well for yourself. Yep, Yeah.
0: Message couldn't <laughs> even get to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys came and hit. <laughs>
1: go go.
2: But listen, the gambling market is crazy. I mean, but I have to say this much: I'm glad that we don't we don't see all the commercials anymore. Remember, two years ago, FanDuel every everywhere. single commercial was at DraftKings, Fanduel, at yeah. MGM, Win, Caesars, absolutely, like enough. So now, what you see one a quarter, maybe two. FanDuel and DraftKings, that's really about it. I think that's a difference you see going on in the market. It change back to your not wanting young guys to gamble. What I said, like we're trying not to target those audiences. And I think that's that's a big thing here. But I love to gamble.
1: I mean, Just don't do sports.
2: Industry. Just don't beat do sports betting guys. Okay. I shouldn't say this out loud, but sports betting is terrible.
1: I'm I mean, I'm, not, I'm not being funny, but you, yep. I hear what you're saying. But a lot of times it's like learning something in school and then trying to apply it into the real world, right? That's why you're talking about on the job training is better than a school education because you can bring that book knowledge and then realize we don't do it that way. Sports is sports, sports has always been sports, and there's always been betting on sports since sports were created. Just how it's just how are you betting on it, right? That's yeah. number one. Number two was school. Bumpy
2: Johnson, man. My favorite show on on what was
1: God, well, I'm watching uh, it. Uh, Har- it was Godfather, the Godfather of,
2: Harlem. of Harlem. Godfather yeah. of you Harlem. Know, Bumpy Johnson. You had the guys like you know uh, Rothstein and these guys and gambling back a hundred yeah. years ago Right.
1: So, on the
0: World Series. Yeah,
1: but but, yeah. Even, but even you got to understand like sports is sports, right? So remember, even before all of that, back when they you know Rome and stuff first created the gymnasium, right? the gymnasium where people where athletes would actually go train and learn philosophy and things and then they bet on that sports right so sports has always been bet on one way or another you understand it's almost ingrained in what the the activity is and now with it being you know so dominant especially like college sports with they make so much money hand over fist college sports it's it's almost impossible to say you want to introduce something that's going to be this big because it's that big because of the kids that play in it, college sports ain't big because of adults. You understand? It's big because of the fucking college. Hey, yo, you know, <laughs> listen, on. no way you, you. No way. <laughs> you know what I mean? You no said
0: it, that's big like four or five times. That, and I was letting you that, rock. That, nah, come on, that's
1: that, that, not an eight-year-old. Yes, it was, but it
2: hold, was. hold on a second, hold on a second. We can have a long discussion about college sports and betting in college sports, okay. In gym. But let's have a quick little discussion on how useless the NCAA is. Okay. okay, these are guys who are. You know what? I love them and I love Disney. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why I love both of them. The NCAA punished Reggie Bush for taking yep. a little bit of money, of course, and that motherfucker made them millions.
1: Of oh, absolutely. Okay?
2: They who else they punished? They punished everybody. You know, I can you run it down the list. It was a joke. And -hmm. now the NCAA is profiting because these kids get paid. And they're not kids. They're adults. In Mm -hmm. Europe, guys, an 18, 19, and 20-year-old are playing in the Premier League. Okay? Mm -hmm. Just so we are clear on this. They treat them as kids, and they're not. They're professionals, and they're adults. And thank God they're getting paid now. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. But do you want – I don't know – Name a player out there. Do you – you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., do you want him promoting sports betting?
1: No. It's, it's not no. – it's, it's, what I'm saying is sometimes you can't have one without the other. That's Of course. What it's just about – We were, be a we're
2: talking about marble racing a minute
1: right, ago. Right, right. So yeah. that's what I'm saying to you, right? Again, so if you want to talk about marble racing, during COVID I've seen more sports created that I've like, oh, yeah. when the fuck did that become an actual sport – than ever in my life, right? So, again, right? People love sports. People love entertainment. They love the adrenaline. And
2: and I I like this one for you guys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How shocking is it that Mickey Mouse is in gambling? Really? Didn't know that. Mickey Mouse is launching on November 14, ESPN bet.
0: Mm. I
2: mean, Mickey Mouse, who five years ago was anti-gambling 100%, is in gambling. With Penn. and That's, Penn was the guys who were yeah. with Barstool, so yeah. they, they threw Barstool off to the side and they grabbed Espn. And if you read the deal, this is the kicker, guys. I think it's a hundred million dollars a year. They're guaranteeing ESPN.
1: I mean again, like wow. Disney. I mean Mickey and,
2: Mouse maybe. is in gambling. That's all I need to say <laughs> to you. How have
1: yeah. times changed? Yeah, well, look, Disney is a corporation. Like, let's not Downplay this Disney Disney's a billion dollar, they're one of the biggest corporations on the planet. You understand? By they, the way, you
2: want a stock tip by Disney right. In between 75 saying, and 85. Buy Disney. Not only, not only do they that on Disney. It. You yeah, see the numbers for ESPN. Go ahead. You saw the numbers that, that Disney released for ESPN a week ago. You're talking about billions of dollars that ESPN generates.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm getting to. Like Not not only are they a company, uh, you know, that started out entertainment, but, you know, when they when they bought these networks for sports, when they bought the land and the property in Florida, Disney knows exactly what it's doing. Right. This is this is a powerhouse company. It's clearly a monopoly company when it comes to a lot of aspects that they're not going to acknowledge because they want the revenue that Disney brings in. And they're so powerful right now and they're feeding so many people that they're going to leave Disney alone yeah. you understand so well, you- well that, that, there that- was a
2: there was a and let, let's not talk politics but we will for a second there was a guy in florida i don't know remember his name clearly but he tried to go fuck with mickey mouse and you know right. what mickey mouse did at about two and a half feet tall he fucked him up okay you don't fuck with the mickey okay at and all. this is the funniest thing but well, five years ago you know just think about this guy's second. okay mm-hmm. the nfl which, if you look in the stats, the NFL is the wealthiest sports league in the world, uh, hands down. Premier League, whatever they can say. i got to look at
1: that. They beat out soccer? They asked beat, soccer? no, not, so- not
2: soccer all together, okay. but the Premier League. Okay. Okay? Now, uh, NFL okay. was five years ago 100% against gambling. If right. you ask Roger Goodell, you were in trouble if you were gambling. Right. Yeah. The NFL three years ago had nine partnerships with sports betting companies within two years. And they were paying millions. It's funny how fast the dollar changes.
0: Every, every, everything changes. But Disney, if you look at everything that Disney's doing, they're repositioning themselves for the market, right? Nice. Like They're selling off ABCs, a lot of their different yep. networks, because the customers, linear TV is not going to be the same. Everything's right. going to be streaming on demand. They're going to reinvest some of those resources into the streaming platform, and then it makes sense for them to sit to half ESPN. They just laid off 7,000 employees over yep. there to generate some revenue from that thing and license that out. Absolutely. So it makes I'm, sense. I'm so so Igor so is so going for see. it.
2: Listen, they're going for listen, they're going for ESPN bet. It's launching November 14th. It would be interesting. You know, one of the things we haven't touched on, I think it's important, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit different than most businesses, is your product. Okay. You know, okay. you guys have product to content in, in online gambling, we have product that you actually use. Yeah. You know, if you guys gamble online on a mobile app, it's a product. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the real question here will be how good is their product? Because if their product's good, ESPN will be fine. But did you go, Did you guys know Fanatics is launching a sportsbook and has launched?
1: But I Fanatics, Fanatics. Fanatics launched last year. So something must so, happen. So, so, launched last so
2: without disclosing things, I'm not okay. allowed to disclose. So we'll mm-hmm. stay in the public sphere. We can always have an off-the-conversation um, about it. But, look, Fanatics launched their land-based in Maryland. Right. Um They put a lot of money into the market. Yep. But once again, sports is not a profitable business. It's a good business. But Mm. if you walk into a casino, your sports book makes about 5% to 10% of your total revenue. Mm. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, It's a great, you know, if you have sports and casino in these states with a casino, we see it, you know, look at New Jersey, the number, the Atlantic city the only reason it's alive is because of online casino.
0: Absolutely. And um, that you, I, I gotta the a amount of
2: money generated. It's ridiculous. It's insane. And this is why I don't understand why more states haven't done it. Because I'll tell you a funny story without disclosing the individuals. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a very large sports team. And I was having a conversation with them one day. And it was the funniest thing in the world because we're talking about sports betting. And it's like, guys, what is your plans? Where is your future? What are you guys going to do on the advertising side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said to me, they said, one of my largest sponsors is this religious institution. Uh-huh. And I started laughing huh. because I said, isn't that the same religious institution that so-and-so got in trouble for doing something they shouldn't have been doing?
0: Uh-huh.
2: And they said, yeah, they did. Six what are they talking about sports betting? Um, and I think a lot of that's changed over time. So, Disney now, after five years, time to get in the ball game. Listen, CBS isn't in the game. Amazon's not in the game. Um, they will be. They will be. I don't know if Am- Amazon's now doing digital ads. Okay. Now they're going to take
0: on Google. So, we'll yeah. see.
1: So my, my question the their yeah, paid we got a question from the yeah, board. We, do, we do have a question
0: yeah. yeah let's get to the question uh what what is the distinction between a good business and a profitable business Ben listen two years ago a good business was a
2: business that could raise you money but a monkey could raise money on the street okay a profitable business is one that survives you know you run media trippers and my businesses have never taken an investor just understand that. Hmm. never taking a single investment and we could have we could have gotten millions in, in serious funding we never did it, it just wasn't but our business was profitable and still is yeah.
0: you know,
2: and, 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 and listen look at the market today i'm i'm seeing here in new york city i uh-huh. I, I do talk to bankers I, I had meetings with them today and listen you could have traded it 10 times two years ago, where now you're trading it six times. like That's the market. So if you were a good business, what everybody said, a good business is a business that pays the bills, guys.
0: It's a
1: good business. Yeah, I mean, that's a good business. If it pays the but bills, like, yeah, absolutely. I I, I I disagree on that. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's a much broader answer than that. A good business is a business, to me, that provides an excellent product or even a good product to the consumer. Whatever the product is, goods or services, right? But you can have a good business. You can have a phenomenal business and it still not be profitable based on the timing of your business.
0: You go to market listen, strategy, so many different variables that attribute to that. Right. You, you understand? know
1: what
2: one of the worst you businesses know. you could start?
1: You know what I mean? The world
2: is what you know what the worst business you can start is.
1: Well, I know one of them is restaurants. Restaurants, yeah, for sure. Right, being a restaurant. The
2: percentage of failure of restaurants is it's
1: like 85% or something.
2: 97.
1: Right. So it's
2: high. Right. I
1: know they were saying like the you know, most of the restaurants first. Is it a good
2: business? No, it's a terrible business. Well, actually,
1: it's not though. So let so let me let me jump in on that. When you're providing one of the, the main three things that people cannot live without food, shelter, and clothing, then then technically it should be a recession-proof business because people always need to eat. Whether you're in Malta, whether you're in South Dakota, whether you're in New York, you still need to eat, right? So people yeah. need, hold on, hold on, people always need food, right? So a restaurant business, and people don't always know how to cook or want to cook, so a restaurant business isn't a bad idea because people always want to go out and they don't want to eat the same thing. That's why New York City alone, and just take the Lower Manhattan, Times Square area has 10,000 restaurants in 20 blocks. And guess what? A lot of them are thriving, thriving for years, right? So it is a good business, but there, there, there's also a lot of variations and things that come into play when you're doing business, right? Like I said, timing, who's running your business, if they know how to run the business properly and scale the business properly. And then again, your product, you understand? So it's it's more than just a cut and sew answer to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: Not cutting dry. You're hundred. Yeah,
1: it's not cutting. So, look, it's, it's, perfect example, right? You're entrepreneur. We're entrepreneurs, right? We got a phenomenal business. We got a phenomenal business, but but right now we might not be as profitable. What do you say? I was told that. What's
2: open for fish and chips. Listen, <laughs> it can be a very good business. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I'm just a probability no, no. guy. No, yeah, no, 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 no. For sure. I'm
1: just. I'm just. I, again, we just talking business, right? Me and Jared opened up this business, right? We provide a phenomenal service. We're providing a service that a lot of people are not providing. Be clear, we're in a lane that a lot of people are not in. But guess what? We might not be as profitable as what somebody else's standards might be to consider us a good business at this moment. Uh, you see what you see? What I'm saying? I, I,
2: first of all, right. first of all, hundred right. so percent correct. correct. Right, mm-hmm.
1: right. Okay, That's because
2: saying. because. You guys, and in, in this is important. I think it's important. We we identified it earlier Media troopers, a right. niche in the market that nobody else was targeting. Right. That's it. And uh, and it's important in business. And, and yeah, you have a good business. You know, good businesses. You're right. Don't necessarily need to be profitable. But what I'm talking about is like, you know, look, if you're talking a, a, a small business, medium sized business, or large in business, yep. you know, like. I'm talking on the large scale guys who have 100, 200 employees have raised on these phenomenal things like they thought they had a good business. It was a terrible business. A lot mm. of them have gone under their distressed assets today. You know, that, that's kind of how I was coming at the table answering it. But no, yeah. you're 100
1: percent rich. Um, like, you know, the, the reason it, I say it, that's we it, grow up, we grew up in a neighborhood with mom and pop businesses. Understand where we come from. Right. The most successful business in our neighborhood is the bodega. Of course. Am I lying by the on? way, yeah. By I. the way, we got I have a I have a Go part
2: ahead. of my distant family. Right. Okay. Been here since the early 1900s. Before right. that, and they're candy manufacturers. Right. Okay. And they distribute to the bodegas in New York City and other places candy. Right. Listen, your little corner market is the mo- is the best business in the world. You have a clientele. I can tell you I, when I where I live, I always know the guy at the corner. Because right. trust me, I send the kids down there. Yeah. Or I send myself down there. I'm like, right. dude, I'm guy. I, I joke. I would have no money. Right. And my wife would go to the corner and say, how much does And the lady would be like, your husband was here. He owes $20. dollars
1: So, so like, said, he
2: had no money again.
1: She so goes, I, yeah. I said that to say it like, you got to understand when we talk about, and this is just real quick, right? Yeah. I lived on 169th and Webster. Anybody that know Webster in the Bronx, between 169th and 168th Street, you could Google map it. There's not one but four. Four bodegas, two Chinese restaurants, a Domino's, and two liquor stores, and none of them went out of business. And this is in a one-city block radius. So of course. you understand what I'm saying? You got four stores that give the exact same product that make the same exact chopped cheese. Well, you understand? This and is what four, I always love.
2: You'll have a McDonald's and Wendy's next door to each right. other, and they'll both so What I'm popular. saying
1: is, again, exactly. they don't employ 200 employees, right? No. It be the guy at the counter that you see all the time, maybe his son, maybe one or two stock workers, but 9 out of 10 bodegas work on like a 5-man crew or less. And they provide for their families for generations. You understand of what course. I'm saying? Of course.
2: And it's a good Absolutely. business. It's a tough business. Absolutely. But Absolutely. this is Absolutely. why Absolutely. I'm saying, Absolutely. like, there shouldn't and, in and, and this is a bad bad thing to say, and this is a good pivot. Like, back to what we were talking about at university. Why are these kids going to university? You know where half of them should be going to do? You know what one of the highest paid professions is today? Plumber,
1: construction,
0: mm-hmm.
2: plumber, construction. electrician. Mm-hmm. My friends, and I'm sure your friends, okay, I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, my friends who became plumbers and electricians meant they live a good life.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. That's a good business. You know, 10 years ago, would you say it was a good business? No, it was a very tough business. But today, great business. Absolutely. And that's why, like, you know, look, if you're going to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, you want to be an accountant, go to university. If you don't want to do that stuff, go get a job. Okay, and go get a job that will teach you something because this is the difference. We grew up, guys, five to 10 years, you had to bust your ass. Even longer, 15 years. And then you had enough exp- expertise. Man, today when you you hire people at 25, they think they're like 15 years in the business and you're just laughing. You know, I think that that's that's a big, big change in what, you know, But bodegas, man. Yeah. I always I- thought about opening a bodega
0: or restaurant. I think it's a good, but I do have a question because I want to talk about the online gambling stuff, right? When you was going through this with all the new entrants into the market, right? What goes through my mind is that they need a company to help them with customer acquisition, right? So that's the main thing, right? They're all fighting for the same unique customer. And if you could lower that customer acquisition, then you would put yourself in a unique position to get that business, right? So what are some things that other agencies, like we're a media agency ourselves, right? I'm versed in programmatic and things like that. What is the barrier to entry for agencies like ours?
2: Man, it's 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 the the relationships hmm. you know um, listen it's not good to say but it's true and it's changing but not changing as fast as anybody wants to agree it's a good old boys club and we all know the expression of mm-hmm. course it changes over time online has opened up a lot of doors for people like you know women and, and minorities and other people to come into the market where on the land-based it was, you know, 40, 50 years, same people. Yeah. Um,
0: I appreciate you being real with that. That's That was real.
2: <laughs> no, man. I, like, there are oh, stories no. I can't tell you guys of 20 years ago in the gambling industry and the, what you see today. We can't have those conversations here. I, I'll, I'll have serious problems with people, yeah. um, but that's how much it's changed and that's how much the world's changed. You know, we didn't speak about this, but my wife's been in the business for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, as a woman, so you know it's okay. it's a it's a it's a big change. But the barrier to entry are the relationships. You know, when I have a relationship, let's say with a, and this is the one thing about online gambling that hasn't hit yet: the Native American tribes. Okay, okay? it's a three-year process. You know, first you need to get the intro. Why are they going to talk to you? Why do they want to talk to you about? How yeah. are you going to sell to them? And then you have to find a niche, and then you yeah. sell to them. And, and then, then maybe there's an it's...
0: RFP or something attached to it. You Listen, gotta... there, there might be
2: an RFP and all this stuff. And and we're in a niche where, thank God, there's not a lot of that. There aren't too many competitors. But it's mm-hmm. a very high bar- barrier to entry because of regulation. Absolutely. And then you have a barrier of entry because you need to know the players. You know They're going to treat you differently than they treat me because they know me. Yeah, you know, of that's just the way of the world. Um, and that's a big barrier entry. So because we had all these relationships, it was great. You know, you see, you go out to the conferences and that's how you do it. But, uh,
0: yeah,
2: you know, it's changed a lot where it's easier for people to get into today. You know, now, now I'm, I'm watching people that I worked with, you know, somebody I worked with at one of the companies just went to the NFL, you know, think about These guys are now coming into the business and, and moving on and. Men and women, it's it's good to see. And that's really the barrier of entry. But look, you just gotta be persistent, guys. There's nothing else to it. There's no magic in and you know no. what? It's it's luck
0: no it, it's real too because I'm, I'm thinking like with media buying is it's the same thing i'm assuming it's the same problem they have in the online gambling space the same shit is going on in b2b tech it's the same marketing same messaging same content same color palette Listen, same
2: you everything. have to you know the biggest problem is you have to change your content constantly mm-hmm. and this is this is like the big you know and this is where i said america's so far behind because in other parts of the world when you're doing advertising and on programmatic and let's say buying on meta or buying on Reddit or somewhere like that. Meta is a better example. You better be changing your content like weekly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we used to, I always used to when I trained media buyers, I'd say buy on a tw- one of 24 frequency mm. and like, don't kill everybody. Cause you don't have a lot of creatives, but it's a lot of A B testing, it's a lot of manpower and a box, lot of you know? tedious
0: testing. Are you familiar? Uh, chat, you familiar with programmatic? Because if not, I'm gonna break it down for the audience. So programmatic is a media buying. So for instance, right? So if I am an online gambling place, I, I would go to a programmatic marketplace, right? So it's basically doing media buys with you within a fraction of a second, right? So basically you'll have a bunch of all these online places there in the marketplace. That'd be, let's say, H, you know, ESPN, ABC News, all these different publications, and you're bidding your content and your ad for that for that ad spot, and it's all happening in a fraction of a second.
2: Oh, yeah, these things are happening. And so basically, like, you'll buy traffic, let's say, on ESPN. You go to ESPN today, they have ads probably for Bet365, Yeah, I think. Yeah, Bet365. That would change the ESPN bet, by the way. Mm-hmm. But to this week, it's Bet365. That's programmatic. I could buy that space via Google on ESPN so yeah. i can buy i buy these ads all the time and this is how you do it it's really hard by the way meta has one of the best platforms for this because if you've ever worked with twitter mm-hmm. or x whatever the hell they call themselves yeah. today, it was terrible it was like back to the stone ages because yeah. you know as an agency and and i don't know you guys probably don't experience this i'm, I'm from
0: the app nexus days and all i'm from the beginning oh bro. So i'm with okay. you <laughs> i'm so, with you so
2: you are an agency. You don't own the damn website.
0: Mm-hmm. You go
2: to a gambling company and be like, hi, I want to put this code in your header. Yeah. You know what your response is going to be? Go fuck yourself.
0: So. <laughs> you know? Facts.
2: And it might even be those specific words, but if not, it's going to be something very similar to those. Words. And Twitter is the worst, but you know, Abnexus. Wow. Abnex is still around, by the
0: way. Still around, it, right? Those are still the...
2: great. I mean, it's still used to this day. We still use it. But, um, you know, Google, think about it. Did you know that on Google, 70% of people click the top three search results? Absolutely. Do you know that the top three search results are all paid ads? Absolutely. My wife once bought tickets to a concert through one of those damn paid ads. She's lucky she got her tickets because I was like, listen, you know better than that. I literally do this for a living, and you click the ad, like you click the one right under that. Um, yeah. But this is the type of things we do, and that that listen that bidding's done in real time, you know, CPC on the spot. So if you guys went to a gambling website and then went off, they will retarget you. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see the Fanduel ads and the Fanatics ads and these ads. But watch something; they won't change the ad. Exactly.
0: They won't change the creative. They won't it change be the content. The same ad. So for instance, Chad, like if you see you, go to you go to drjays.com, you kick on the Jordans, yeah. right? Then you go to worldstar.com, you see a big display ad of the same Jordan you just clicked on. That's pretty much retargeting in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, I mean that I understand. I mean that's yeah. that's the whole that's the to internet to track you with the co- that's cookies, the cookies. exactly cookies, though, exactly yeah. exactly so like, oh, you're breaking it down for the audience it, or just I, know, I, know, on it. I didn't i didn't know it Provide. all that's why i was sitting here listening yeah so
2: understand so there's understand you know there was a, oh man i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i forgot the name there was a company about three months ago maybe media media math
1: okay yep. anyway there was yep.
2: there was a very large company three months ago which went bust overnight who's a big programmatic company So in the you have what's called a DSP or an yep. SSP Demand dis-
0: side, supply side yeah
2: okay. so they were an SSP which means that break that down they, that they down. had the they had the ad space in the product so let's say you're on Tinder Tinder has an ad media math had that ad space that was their their position their code their iframe in there where they were able to sell that space to you so you guys want to take your merchandise, you want to put it out there online, you would bid on it and you would show up on Tinder. Yeah. And this company would bust.
0: Yeah. So it is to go back. It's kind of like the relationship thing, right? So yeah. all these big publishers are looking to get the most out of their inventory, right? The most out of those pages on the website, right? So they would outsource that to a place like MediaMath and say, "Hey, you got exclusive inventory. Now, or what Google. you're going to do is put it on a, or Google or ad, you know AdSense essentially, which is Google, AdSense. and then they put it yeah they put it on a marketplace and then they they bid on it so they can get the maximum value and of that ad. So
2: so the funny AdSense. thing is. And this is back to a question about 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. What's going to change? Nothing. Because we've been doing the AI part of the business where it was programmatic for 10 years. Before yeah. that, we called it media buy. You did it with an Excel sheet, and you bought traffic here and there. And mm-hmm. now we do it programmatically. Like The guys literally bid to the second. Think about this. They know to the T a second or a date and time in a place where they'll bid 50% lower than somewhere else. And they didn't do that. AI did that. AI recognized the patterns of said IP and what that person does. And then they target them at the exact time and the exact
0: location. Yep. So when I was, to give you content, when I was in the business, it was the wild fucking West, right? Yeah, it's still so the you, wild West. Still, yeah, still the wild West. But when you go, you used to put on these, like basically you, you bid for this shit and you have a client who has a 10K budget, right? And you would just blow out their fucking budget.
2: Oh yeah, I kill you. You just yeah, you just blow out
0: that fucking budget. You put them here, you put them there. It wasn't no AI. It was manually us optimizing those pages, looking at the. But cops, this is looking this is ads.
2: why companies like, like companies like Media Troopers and other media buying companies have succeeded yeah. because we're able to provide that that real time, and we do it. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much AI you have in this business or in any business, you still need human oversight.
0: Absolutely, and I think
2: that's the big thing that's missed in all of this conversation. Message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you still need a human oversight but program still the wild west obviously you don't have the targeting options that you used to there is privacy now there's things like that but you think apple and google are going to give away one of their largest revenue streams because you two or me decide that our privacy is important please we live in you live in the united states don't think they don't know what you do. okay
1: that's real.
2: There's security cameras everywhere in New York.
1: You know what I what I'm what I'm curious, because it's it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. But when you're talking about how these agencies are doing business, obviously we know that they're all targeting. All these agencies are using cookies and they're using targeted ads. We know this, right? But we're talking about the betting and, and the things of that nature, right? this is all just a cash for profit business. Everything that you're you're describing is all cash for profit. They have no intentions of doing anything but recognizing the bottom line, which is profit margin. You understand what I'm saying? So for example, if you ask me, well, how could a company go bankrupt overnight? Well, obviously, and I'm just gonna take a wild guess at this It's just being educated. If I have a certain amount of slot time or blocks that I've bought from a company, it's no different than me paying rent to somebody and owning a commercial space. They expect yeah. a certain amount of rent every month, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure when you buy these blocks of time or you buy whatever you're buying, they're expecting you to, to meet a quota, a certain number. Yeah. And if you don't meet that quota, they either null and void the contract or it's a penalty and no, they no, they,
2: they find somebody that will. Right. Exactly. Right.
1: I mean, so again, it's 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 still basic business principles just on an accelerated rate, right? Because like you said, this thing is happening like this, right? What you didn't mention, I don't know if you can mention it. So you're saying people put in bids. What you didn't mention is how are they putting in bids? Is there a program that people well, yeah. are using? Okay. So there's a program that people are using to put in these bids real time. So pretty much it's like eBay on crack. It's, it's, it's even deeper than like that. Like eBay on crack. It's deeper, it's deeper than, than eBay that.
2: Than. Yeah, it's much. deeper than that. Think about something like Meta. Right. Okay, it's both Facebook, Instagram, and later it will be WhatsApp. By the
1: way,
2: right? I'm surprised it isn't. You I d- better I d- know I d- how.
1: I'm e- just chime in on that. I doubt yeah. they'll get. I, I doubt they'll get WhatsApp because of the encryption and the privacy that WhatsApp wants to maintain. WhatsApp has battled Apple, the U.S. government, and a lot of different people for. Hi. A while.
2: I um, let, let's see. This. Anyway, back back to so, you know, think about it. You need a, a scientific degree to use this platform. Okay. With the amount of targeting and the amount of options and capabilities. I always tell a story I was a young media buyer in the business, and I once spent a hundred thousand dollars in two hours. Okay. Wow. Well, might... yeah. Set set the set the settings wrong and poof. Yeah. So you know it can happen; it happens, and you really need to understand these systems. And you know, yeah, privacy's gotten better where they don't share with you mm-hmm. certain things, like we don't—you don't know birth dates and you know genders and where you yeah. live and stuff like that today. Yeah, we but,
0: used to be able to get super tar- uh, super targeted. Oh man! Oh my god!
2: You don't right. even want to know the shit they used to have on you, right? You want to? You like to watch whatever you like to watch at eleven thirty p.m.? They knew that shit. Yeah, like you were on this website, your wife seen there, like, what are you doing? Well, yep. fucking Facebook knew what you were doing, right?
0: Yep.
2: Mark Zuckerberg definitely knew what you were doing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And monetized it. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> and monetized it. Shit. Look, Google
2: Google's uh-huh. facing class action lawsuits on their search platform right now.
1: I wanna I wanna pivot real quick. And you because we brought up gaming, and um, yeah. I really want to dive into that really quickly. Um, what are you doing now with gaming?
2: So, so we will be announcing this week. I can't announce it today. Okay. But we'll be, yes. I'll on, be hold announcing on, ben.
1: Hold on, Ben. Hold on, Ben. You can't, hold on, Ben. You, you, you wanted to come on the show. We brought All you. All right, on. fine. I'll give you, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll on, give no. you a broad from. Hold prompt. on, Ben. Hold on, Ben. Hold <laughs> on, ben. You wanted to come on the show. We brought you on the show. You, went, you Every time you go to give us the juice, you're like, I can't say this person's name. I can't you gotta all give right, up right, some right. on the show you got to all right uh, get ready for the pause button man you got to give it up Ben.
2: okay i'm going to give up some clues without giving it up
1: all right um all right here we go
2: we're we we're doing a big project in north america okay. with gambling okay we're staying in the i'm staying in the vertical mm-hmm. um and it's it, it listen in three years you'll see me on tv that's what i'll okay. do it will be very it's going to be a it's a brand new company it's an awesome idea um launching in north america i've been working on it for past year raising capital uh raise money for it and now we are going to announce this is the problem we don't know maybe a month two months
1: Look, even the uh, users know. We'll even the, even the people watching it know, Ben. See, you hiding shit. You got, this, you like, got the secret sauce. <laughs> <like>, listen, listen. <laughs> but, they know you fucking hiding. I'm gonna it.
2: tell you a funny story. So, so I was I was at a wedding in a church, okay, and I was standing next to a friend of mine, and I sa- asked him a question about about a large company, and he said, "Listen to me. I'm in church for the next two hours." He said, "Don't make me lie." Right. I said, "Okay." Oh, there you go there's your answer i got you. I, I, I you know what we'll, will it will come out mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah i, am. <laughs> I, I am. am also because you said esports you said esports is yeah. is not a profitable thing no. or it's not. so let's talk about esports because because i'm an esport guy you understand what i'm saying i'm a, i'm a, and i'm You're a
2: an money tumor
1: i'm just i'm just telling yeah. you what it is right definitely so we're, talking, we're talking esports We're talking uh, when you talk about esports, are you including that in in the online gaming platform itself? Yeah,
2: of course.
1: Okay, so let's talk about it. So you so on average, on average, we don't even need to talk specific numbers, but online online gaming right now. Is the wave? It's a trillion, it's a trillion dollar industry, right? Most games that make their money online are free to download. I'm gonna say it again they're free to download, they're not even paid games that you have to pay for initially. No, they're free to download, and where they get you is on the DLC. You understand what I'm saying? Which is the downloadable content. You understand that's where you end up. Roblox and and Fortnite and all these Please, games. Please don't don't
2: a, start with Roblox.
1: Right, you know what I'm talking about. You don't right? want
2: to talk about Roblox and, money. No.
1: Right, so
2: I'll make enough money for you to be blowing ten thousand, you know, a thousand dollars. I'm just saying
1: year. when, so when, but I'm just saying I'm trying to figure out when you have something. The first of all, online gaming has changed the culture. Let's be clear, it has changed the culture. Wait, not look only, at Drake. Forget, look how, much, look how much. No, no, no. no. Look,
2: look, 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 look. If this man places a bet on
1: Stake.com, look how yeah, many people look at it. We're not like. talking about that, we're talking about the esports, the esports as in general, right? Remind you, now you got YouTubers and streamers, right, that stream and make millions of dollars just talking about video games, just talking about the strategy of it. So, I'm confused on how the game itself, and I just told you some of the most. Um, most profitable games out right now are free to download and and still make the most money how can it the game the game itself be profitable the guys commenting or teaching you how to play the game uh be profitable the downloadable content be profitable but betting on it not profitable that seems like a stretch to me because that seems you know, like an
2: extreme stretch because listen uh, we're, we're we're the beginning of that generation okay mm. our age range. Okay, you're in your 30s, early 40s. You're in the beginning. The, the guys who are 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, they grew up with it as kids. Let them be 40 years old. Let them be 40 years old. You know, have a plumbing company making, I don't know, $400,000 a year. They, you know what? They're going to gamble on the NFL. Bet you didn't expect me to say that. No, they but still gamble on the NFL. Because look, as you grow up, you stop following the YouTubers. You stop following this stuff. Yeah, my kids. Listen, if I gotta hear another Mr. Beast video, I'm gonna yeah. shoot myself in the
0: head. But I gotta. It's dis- a challenge. Disagree, it's a
2: man. challenge. Everything's a challenge. I can't. Like, this ain't a challenge. Hold on, hold on. You know what's a challenge. As a content
0: Raising creator, Ben. It, it, as, a, as a content creator, I gotta disagree with you, Ben. As a content well, creator. Listen,
2: I'm, I'm. I'm guys. Guys, this is like you're talking to somebody. Who understands social media better than most people? I do for all sure. the advertising. I spend a that's lot fine. of money over there. That. I have a that's lot of respect fine. for what he does. I just got an eight and five year old that I swear to God, if I have to listen to another Minecraft video or challenge, that's what I'm video, saying. I would understand if I'm five and eight or twenty five and I like that stuff or thirty five and I'm up to that. But remember, guys, up, you like all this stuff. If I took you to a sports book right now and said you can bet on KSI versus whoever yeah. playing Madden, or you can bet on the you know your favorite NFL team or NBA team.
1: I'm I'm going Madden. I'm keeping it real. I'm a gamer. See, see, that's the thing you didn't uh, yeah, I,
0: I'm, I, may, I may bet on myself playing the game. I'm not gonna bet on KSI season. playing it. So, so the there game.
1: you go. So here you so listen, Ben, just so you got some background. So I gotta fill you in because you don't know. First of all, when it comes to games, back in the day when they had Blockbuster Video, I used to win the Blockbuster Video tournaments <laughs> and Street Fighter and stuff like that. When they had the actual tournaments, I used to win the tournaments. I've been a gamer since games came out. Online right now, my favorite game is League of Legends. You know what it grosses. You know what League of Legends is. It's one of the top games in the, in I the United Call States. Of the of Call of Duty. Call of Duty is fine, but League of Legends, you know what it is. World tournaments, you know what it is, right? Uh,
2: no, they, they, you're, but you're talking – listen – Hold on, well,
1: we're talking gaming in general. So when we but, talk- But we you're say, right, normal. it's Hold massive. On. But you said but, you grow out of it. I'm 44, I didn't grow out of it. And just so you know, I got 22 years in construction. So you brought up construction and I was going to let you know before I already know about that because I got 22 years. 22 years in the okay. business. So all, I still love the game. All so, I
2: am saying, all I am saying we're the majority. the majority of- Listen, okay? Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 Okay, we're going to go all the way back there. Go ahead. I was ranked in the top 100 for a period of time, and then I got married. let's talk about it. All right, Mm. and we can talk about what happened to my Xbox at the time, but (laughs) I got married, and that was the end of my Xbox, okay? This happens to a lot of people, and I don't blame my wife, but now I play the new Modern Warfare, but still, I wouldn't gamble on it. And, And don't get me wrong, in Asia, and most people don't know this, man, these arenas are massive. These yeah. guys are rock stars in Korea.
1: And so what I'm trying to and you know crazy. what
2: the the biggest problem is there's no legal online gambling there, so the gambling is happening underground. But so you right. really don't know. Well, let's talk about the U.S. and Europe. Okay, there's still a lot of regulatory issues behind it. What's allowed, what's not allowed, are these guys amateurs or professionals? Correct. You know what you can and can't do, and it's being sorted in a lot of European countries.
1: But the esports, other thing, is a thing, ben, just so you know, esports is a real thing. They have no, real- no. It's a guys. It's a real. Thing. Of to play these games, bro.
2: But the problem is, is that why are all the esports companies closing?
1: I ask you. Listen, so
0: they don't know how to, to monetize
1: I gotta play devil's advocate for you to make that kind of a statement. When you say all of the esports, okay, not oh, all of on, that. Let me just all say the it.
2: betting. Let ones. Let
1: just say but even some say, of the big hold on, teams. all on, hear me out. Hear me out because we don't want to. We don't want to give out misinformation, right? If you're going to make a statement like that and say all of the esports companies are closing, then what you need to do is give a percentage of how many companies are open and how many companies close. The same way you gave the percentage of the restaurants, because what we don't want to do is give out misinformation. No, no, no. The esports not, companies closing. There are regular companies closing that are not esports at all. No, five, no, 100,
2: 100%. percent. We're okay, just talking about. Talk but business. I can give you two examples. Okay, okay? two examples. So I told you guys, Entain bought a platform for e- for esports. Okay? Uh-huh. It was years ago. They recently closed it last week. There's a right. second company on the market. It's called eBet. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. They raised money three years ago. Numbers I can't remember, but we're talking nine, north of uh, of nine figures. Okay, that's how much money they raised, and they went public on Nasdaq. Uh-huh. I think through a spec, which is a whole different conversation on specs and IPOs and. Why that was such a stupid idea, everybody went with the spec, but that's right. another story. Listen, it's an esports company that couldn't survive. I think they're barely trading if they're not delisted today. Okay. Look, I don't know why it doesn't catch on in sports betting. I don't because look, it is big business. Look, you have all the pro athletes playing. They they're they play in these tournaments. They they but the only thing you can register is that. Maybe the market maturity isn't there yet. Maybe give it another five to ten years. But I still don't see the growth that you've seen in Asia. You talk about League of Legends. yes, right. Massive. Massive. It's massive. But we know that. We're gamers. But how many people outside of gaming don't know this?
1: I'm. I'm just True. again, but that's, I, that's, when I give it you know, me,
2: I, I I give it to you like this.
1: Information, though, you know what I'm saying. Here's the thing: I want to no. give out all the information. League of Legends is one. You got Clash of Clans. That was the number. Oh one. yeah. All right then, right. So you know what I know. You know I know. What I, got,
2: I I can't play Clash, have, Clash of Clans. Clash Somebody calls me. I'm exactly. in the middle of a game. I used to Thank get me. angry.
1: So again, <laughs> we're talking a game. One. Let's talk overhead. Let's talk business real quick. The overhead is almost non-existent. It's an online game that 9 out of 10 is free to download. You build your PC or whatever the case. That's all the hardware that you need. Most of everything else that takes place is free. You understand what I'm saying? You don't need skins. You don't need to download content. You don't need any of that to win the game. So when you're betting on these games and you're betting on these teams with a low overhead, I'm trying to figure out what projections that they're using that they're going bankrupt. It's almost it's it, the only thing you can do your margins, your
2: margins in sports betting can go as low as one percent,
1: right? Okay. That's what uh-huh. I'm saying. Uh-huh. It
2: doesn't matter that it's sports betting or, 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 e- e-sports, yeah. okay, it doesn't matter here, guys. Just in the business sense, it's a tough margin business,
0: gotcha. it doesn't
2: matter if it's esports or it's. Or it's the other side, but you have companies, and let's not forget this. You have esports companies, especially in the media space, which over the past five years has seen a massive growth, and they've sold for hundreds of millions. So right. it is true. Yep. Listen, on the sports betting, on the esports, let's not forget sports betting isn't a good, it isn't a high margin business either. Okay, so they're not in they're not in their own field, but at the same time, and this is really my question, and I say this. A novice, let's say you bring my wife, prime example, she don't know shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I brought her to bet on the Super Bowl, or I brought her to bet on an esports Super Bowl, and she doesn't bet, okay? Okay. She goes to the Super Bowl, not the esports. I just also think it's a cultural thing a little bit. It's consumer, it's know, consumer,
0: consumer education, you know, I think. And, 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 cause, but that's, the, that's why I disagreed on the first part, Ben, because we don't know what that consumer data is going to look like 10 years from it. now and how it's going to shift.
2: Yeah, but that's our job, to project that into the future and be successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So maybe
2: five years ago, five years from now, it'll be a good business. But if you do esports in the media side, man, it's a great business. All right, let I, let I me know some you, guys in that. Let me ask you this question. In the
1: streaming, Let's, yeah. I'm going to spade a spade across the board. When we talk education and, and, and really educated bettors, I don't give a fuck if it's, it's betting on the horses. Most people get a gut feeling. They like the team they like and they bet on it. You're not yeah, doing. Tell it, me about it. That's it. That's what betting nine out of 10 is. It's right here. It's that gut feeling. Come on, baby. I feel it. <laughs> Jared, so, and like, I, so, I, I, got,
2: I got a funny story for yeah, you guys. Come
1: on, man. So in
2: Washington, D.C., they, they have... And this is a difference to, to counteract your comment. In Washington, D.C., they have sportsmen.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay?
2: They're the worst, okay? Growing up in D.C., the only place in the country who the mayor went to jail for smoking crack and, and fucking hookers on FBI sting video and came out and got reelected. I swear to God.
0: I forgot what okay. it was. What it was the name? Uh, Mary, Mary, and Mary and Barry. Hey, shout out to Mary me. and Barry. How about that?
2: So... <laughs> You know, DC is messed up in its own right. So there was a guy; he was going to this this poke bowl restaurant in DC, and betting on the ticket booth for sports. And I think he bet like thirty six games. And their numbers came out. This is where it gets funny. The numbers came out, and they lost money. Right. Mm. And they had to explain why why there was one better who took them for I don't know like three hundred four hundred thousand dollars. Right. And they banned him. He's only allowed to bet $1, but he, he's a scientific better. You know, I think in betting as well, AI is taking a space where, you know, you'll see more and more of it using statistical analysis. You Absolutely. Know? I, I th- There's an interesting thing during March Madness. If you take every single underdog on the money line in the past 10 years, you would have won 300%. Wow. Think
1: right.
2: about that. You took every underdog on the money line in the last ten years and put a hundred dollars on. You'd be up three hundred percent. Crazy. You would have made like th- some crazy amount of money off your bets, just doubling up.
1: Listen, I know, I know, I know. I know we um we coming we coming up on time, um. Yeah. But I wanna I wanna backpack something that you said that's very important, right, um. Ladies and gentlemen, we talk about this all the time, the difference between on the job training and learning a trade versus college education. Everybody is not meant for college, okay? Some people do not have the patience or the mental fortitude to sit there and learn college. So what we're going to do here or more than the title is we always talk about we giving back Um, My background is construction. I've been in construction 22 years, so I'm letting you guys know. Ben talked about construction, being a plumber. So I'm going to give you guys the opportunity right now. If you have family members that need a job, that need an apprenticeship, I will be putting up as soon as we finish with this show uh, in a couple seconds. Uh, two applications, one for the sheet metal workers apprenticeship, and one for Local 79, New York City, the laborers apprenticeship. Both of them are going on between tomorrow and and two days from now. If you have family members that need a job or kids that you want to get them a technical trade, we're gonna be giving you the information right here on this show. Take a picture of it, give it to somebody so somebody could get a trade, and and we, you know we can we can help somebody better their future, man.
2: You know, I think I think that's a great thing. Yeah, and honestly, like I told you, my I have friends who like didn't go to university. Yeah, dude, they're plumbers and they got their own companies and they're doing yeah. good. And and that's that's really the funny thing is, is like you know, our generation was taught like you don't want to be blue collar, but man, those jobs don't pay blue collar anymore. They pay white collar yeah. because there ain't nobody there. Yeah. You know, and that that's the funny thing. Everybody wants to be a so on social media or something else. Or I'll rise up through the corporate ladder, and I swear they're happier than anybody else I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, construction workers yeah. is the working middle class, just so you know. They are the man.
2: Workers. It's it's so. Yeah. Listen, it's I, a, I. It's
1: a reason for that, though, too. I, just so you know, just in case you didn't understand, because you're not a construction worker. Construction workers make up the working middle class not only because the wage that they provide per job and skill set, but because of the non restrictions that they allow. Be clear. You can be union. You can go to jail for double murder. Go do 25 years, come home and still be union. Don't put in an application. Don't do a job interview and go right back to work for whatever the union prevailing scale is. That's why construction workers make up the working middle class across the United States, because even if you make a mistake as a youth, you get in trouble, race, color, creed. They don't even care if you're a legal immigrant of your legal citizen of the United States. It's a right to work. You come in, you learn a trade and you work. That's why construction workers are so valuable.
2: It, in the it's it's not just there; it's everywhere in the world. Right. I, do, I deal mm-hmm. with construction a lot in Europe. Yep. And and man, those guys are the hardest workers. That's a fact. But it's it's it, look, it's like the coal mines when I went to school in West Virginia. So I think it's a great thing, you know. Maybe not the coal mines, but like you know, learning steel workers, plumbers, electricians. Yeah, coal mines, not the best.
1: All right, we we're gonna let you slide. <laughs> all right, guys. It's all right. Well, we know we we know you coming up on time, Ben. Let let the people know where they can find you. Um, you know if they want to get in contact. You guys
2: can you you guys can find me on LinkedIn. That's the best place. I, I I stay off the Twitter universe. I stay off you know Instagram and Facebook. I got my accounts. I stay very hidden and private. But LinkedIn's the best place to find me. Gotcha. So what's going
1: on? Let them know what your name is on LinkedIn so they don't you know make sure. So no,
2: it's it's Benjamin Truman. Yep You'll you see go. a wonderful picture. Except I was shaved. But, uh, yeah. 20 pounds lighter you know everybody has that linkedin photo and then you meet them in person you're like you don't look like that
1: I look at your photo, you look just like your photo except you don't have the man no, exactly but like you you know those catfish on linkedin i got you i got you, you. get you get the chinese
2: ones coming in every once in a while Hi, <laughs> i really want to get to know you yeah. yeah okay you gotta come up with the better ai generated photo
1: Also, Ben, what we want you to do, man, because we believe in fostering relationships. We believe in it. We'd like you to put your number in the group chat. We'll start a group chat between me, you, and Jared. And we'd Uh definitely love to continue this conversation. Yeah, I put it in the private chat. So if you see on the the side of the chat. Yeah, if you put your number in there. Real quick, while he looks at that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and put up first, I'm going to put up the Sheet Metal Worker app. I'm going to leave it up for about 30 seconds. Um, The application is there. It gives you all the information. Uh, This is the Sheet Metal workers union. Okay. This is union workers. All right. Union number 28, take a picture of it, Uh, send it to your family, send it to your friends, give it to your kids, man. Anybody thinking about taking up a trade, this is a dope opportunity uh, for them to get into. I'm going to leave it up for about another 10 seconds. And then I'm going to put up the next one. um, Because like Ben said, you know, I'm telling you now, uh, I'm I'm a construction worker myself. I didn't go to college right away. Some people are just not made for college and that's all right. Some people are really good with their hands. And, you know, if you want to help them get a technical skill uh, you know, a trade so that they can still provide for their families and make a and not a decent wage because construction workers make a middle class living wage. Right. Not a decent wage. It's not minimum wage. We're talking one hundred thousand dollars to one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Jobs like Ben said, plumbers, electricians, they all have non-union and union uh, counterparts that make very good money. Okay, so here's the information for two unions coming up within the next couple of days once again please give this to your family give this to your friends pay it forward maybe somebody needs a job maybe somebody's child needs a job and this is what we're doing right here by by the
2: way by the way i'll give you guys one other thing there's been a real shortage in the gambling industry with land-based dealers and they Mm -hmm. those guys at the big man i'm sure you guys have been to vegas you go into the win. You don't know how much those dealers make in tips and everything else. Oh, These guys crazy. They, it's a middle class job, but some nights they'll come home with buckets. So Easy. those are good jobs as well. You know, obviously you have to, you know, you have to be clean and all that stuff. But they're great jobs, and they're always looking for people.
1: Right. Absolutely. So I'm glad you said that before. I got to pivot back to that. You see what Ben said? You got to be clean, right? Be clear, Ben. The it's called Resorts World. It's, on, it's in Queens on the aqueduct. Yeah. I built that casino. I bought my house from building that one casino. Right? I was in the game 10 years and built my house on one job. That's how fast they wanted it done. We lived on a job, 110, 120 hours a week. We lived on a job. But guess what? A lot of people could not come on that job. And once yeah. we start putting the machines, a lot of people had to get off the job because they didn't have a clean background and they had to do the Fed in- investigation and they could not pass the Fed 3 investigation. This is why and, construction workers are so important. Also, because exactly. if you make that mistake and you get in trouble, it's okay. We listen. Some of us have gotten in fucking trouble. We made mistakes, but it won't be held against you, I, and you won't, and the doors won't get closed to you. you I, always, I mean. always
2: tell people, yeah, you know, unless you did something really terrible. and That's that
1: right. Place. Let's talk about it.
2: Most yeah. of the time, these type of companies and jobs, they'll just kind of okay, just. Don't do anything stupid and right. you'll be there for the next 30 years.
1: Absolutely. So if you okay, you murder
2: somebody, you might have a little bit of a different problem. But yeah. most nah, people for sure. it's not that. You know, construction, you won't yeah, have I a problem. People. Yeah, it's
1: like construction. Yeah, no,
2: construction, <laughs> I mean, <you> depending, <laughs> I depending I on the air. The, and still got jobs. <laughs> depending on the air in what part of New York City you were right. I just right. watched right. that that Netflix special on God Gotti. Oh yeah, I didn't get. I only seen the first episode. Yeah, I gotta yeah, finish watching
0: gotcha. it. That's a fire. But right. also, I was gonna say throw it out there. If anybody wants to know how to be a content creator and monetize, you yeah, can also yeah. go to OTB Digital. We got workshops, we got courses, we got all types Absolutely. of things. So anybody that's looking to take the social media thing, for, you know, perfect the personal brand, build relationships, and really change the game for yourself and your career. Man, hit us up, man. We're happy to help. We do interns. We do all that stuff. We do free calls. We do paid calls. We do it all, man. We just want to see. We just want to see our people grow. We
1: want to see people do better, man. Not have Absolutely. to, you know. And just give you another out, outlet, another option. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And okay. don't and don't mistake. You know what Ben did on this show was very important for you guys. He gave you guys a bunch of gems, but I'm just going to chime in right. real quick. One of the first gems he gave you, without realizing he gave it to you, was the fact that he's an entrepreneur, but he's failed, and he didn't quit. And, and if you listen to our show before; you've heard that message drilled into you a hundred times. It is the person. Hey yo! party. <laughs> 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 I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was bad. Course,
0: I said, knew he was going to do going to do it. <laughs> I'm not drilling anything, all right? But we're trying to give you information, people.
1: <laughs> I can't drill it into you, but. <laughs> But that's the first gym that he dropped, right? The second gym, and we talk about this all the time, me and Jared is big family members, as we talk about the support team, right? Ben never mentioned that he had a great support team, but he mentioned it indirectly. He said his wife said, and I quote, okay, this is the last time. That shows that he has his family supporting him, right? Yeah. You can be the best person in the world, the smartest person in the world, but if I have the best support team in the world, I'll beat you. It is all about... A support team and who is helping you out. That's the second gym that he dropped. The third gym that he dropped is truly education, right? Knowing what you are doing before you do it, right? You want to bet, learn about the teams, learn about the industry, do your research before you put your money up. Because like he said, I spent a two minutes making a mistake, right? Betting is a serious disease. It's considered a disease oh, yeah. like, like drugs, narcotics and or drinking there's hotlines if you have a betting problem please seek help people have lost their houses and their families to betting this is a serious issue and that's why he brought it up the way he did so i want to i want to thank you ben i was going to say one one more to add to that number four if you're a business owner entrepreneur it's
0: very important to find your niche Mm. yeah Find your, niche, yeah, right? yeah, sure. find your niche, find your niche, find your lane, right? Because aside from the timing and things like that, he knew yep. that the, a market was going to be right for online betting in the U.S. So he came back, planted his flag, bet- betted on himself, Built the relationships. We say relationships all the time. Build those relationships. And guess what? He was able to be successful, scale his business. And I don't know if you sold it off or not, but I'm pretty sure you're doing multiple businesses now. You're winning. And that's what it's about, man. you better on yourself. And I know it was a lot of hard nights, hard days. You did it, man.
2: Man, man, there were a lot of sleepless nights. That's it. I'm not
1: going to lie. When Ben first blurred out his background, we thought he was at KODs. (laughs) <laughs> and we said, Ben, you fly around, you had KODs And so we thought yeah. Ben was about to start throwing, throwing one no, 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 that, it.
2: man but Maybe like 15 years ago but... Real
1: quick, though, Ben, before you go We yeah. didn't ask you this So you've been working, you've been traveling the world You're a big family, man What do you like to do to actually relax? Like, what has Ben like to do? Oh, man, I like
2: so yeah. I go find an island Okay I get a nice resort I there get a go. kids club and I sit my ass and I take my cell phone and I put it in the safe. And Damn. I only bring it out for an hour at night and an hour in the morning. Otherwise, I sit on the beach and I eat good food, man.
1: Family time. Message. A
2: lot of that. A lot of that. Just sit love on it. the beach and go it. to Antigua. Go to place like that, Dominican Republic, just sit yes. on the beach and be left alone for a week.
1: Yes. That's, That's a vacation. It. And you know go
2: to Disney World.
1: No, it's no, it's, it's, it's crazy because he, him being an avid traveler. And, and, you know, he has a, a, a child. His child now becomes an avid traveler. It makes her, them a worldly person. They experience so much culture. It changes the way that they view life. All la-
2: Last days. thing, and yeah. I and, and bet you'll find this surprising. Yeah. It was cheaper to go from New York to Paris over Christmas. Right. By the way, same amount of time as it was to go from New York to the Dominican Republic. Just yeah. think about that. It yeah. was cheaper to go to Paris. See, but how many people would go to the Dominican Republic? Everybody, man. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I would go to Paris.
1: I know people over there right now. It's
2: amazing. <laughs> it's fun. You know, but, 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 right now. Like as American, you go to Dominican Republic or Cancun. Shout out to Putacana. <laughs> Putacana there you go. <laughs> Not, oh, <woo-wee. laughs> All right,
1: guys. Appreciate <laughs> your time. It's a it's a pleasure, pleasure you Thanks again. again. Thanks Listen, again. we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, like Jared said in the beginning, we are growing. We are glowing. Thanks to you guys. Please, if you want more content like this, especially from us, like, comment, and don't forget, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube to make sure that we can continue to bring you this um, and more and more uh episodes like this and more content like this we got bangers coming we got bangers coming up for you guys next week jared let them know what we got coming no, up we,
0: we got we got wade empire's first interview if you guys seen him
1: he's got three million followers across
0: just on instagram oh. tiktok Man, wow. he's, a, he, he's big in the in the social media space a big content creator he's gonna give us all the gems all the you know and, and first of all before we end off dave this be- hey yo don't say I love the jewels in the chat. Don't say that. <laughs> all right. Don't say I love the jewels in the no, chat. No, you doing on more than the title? But no, I love no. you guys. And you know, we're gonna have some fun, Ben. It was a pleasure, brother. We're gonna catch up with you, you when come to New York, and everybody, we're gonna be That's out here. We back. see you guys. Thanks for another episode of more than the title, baby. Oh, what you know about me? Done it all. Just it all. Oh, what you
1: know about